Welcome to the New Jersey History Podcast. This is our first New Jersey Urban Legends episode on Clinton Road. Joining me is my former student, Kevin. Don't forget to follow me on YouTube if you want to, you don't have to. What I will be doing is I will be uh, posting this on YouTube and I'll also be connecting videos on Clinton Road that other people have posted to YouTube just so that you can access it all from one place. My YouTube channel is the New Jersey History Podcast and Instagram is also the New Jersey History Podcast. So if anyone knows anything about Clinton Road, you can either email me, I can add something to my next episode if there's something that we miss or something that we don't talk about. I'm not going to be talking as much as Kevin because he's been there, I have not. So I'm just more or less going to be bouncing off whatever he says and we did not script this. We both have notes in front of us but we're just, we're just going um, ahead with this and making it a sloppy mess. If it is, that's fine. We don't care. First of all, Clinton Road is in West Milford, New Jersey. If you don't know where, where West Milford is, it is in Passaic County. And the location is pretty much the middle of the northern border of the state. So New Jersey goes from uh, northwest to southeast. It's kind of like a diagonal. So Clinton Road, that area would be right around the middle of the northern border of the state. So, um, Kevin, why don't you start off, start wherever you want, and then, like we said, we'll just bounce off whatever you say. Um, so, this was a place that I visited a few times, um, primarily because I was interested in a lot of like stuff like BuzzFeed Unsolved, those ghost shows where they go there, and they'd be like, hey, what's going on here? And they'd fool around, nothing happens, and they leave. And I actually was interested in that with my mom. That's actually one of our traditions to watch that type of show. So... When I was 16, about to be 17, I told her, hey, there's this place that's supposedly haunted. I didn't give her any of the background, and I'll just cover the background real quick because it sounds like a, a Z-list horror movie where you just keep trying to throw on how things could possibly be haunted and scary. Uh, the first one I wrote down was uh, the Ghost Boy Bridge. Um, this is a little footbridge near uh, what's called Dead Man's Curve. It's literally just a road uh, where the road turns and uh, right by a river and runs off to the side and a lot of people crash there because of how sudden it is and uh, this road is very dangerous it's 10 miles of uh, winds it's poorly maintained um, there's lots of potholes and because there's no street lights and it's pretty much like a valley with large trees on both sides in the middle of nowhere northern New Jersey it does uh, it's hard to see 15 feet in front of you even with your high beams on I'm going to interrupt you real quick. It sounds like Clinton Road is the exact, that area is the exact opposite of what people think when they think New Jersey. Yeah. It's, it's Like if you're out of state, you think New Jersey is factories and the shore and a lot of congestion and so on. This seems to be the opposite of what people usually think. Yeah, this is once you go towards the center of the state, because everyone assumes that the eastern part of the state is the entire state uh, from south to north, and that's... Not really true. There's lots of rural areas, um, lots of farm areas. The northwest part of the state's all mountains, so there's mixes of farms, uh, ranches, all sorts of places like that. Uh, you know, uh, retired rich people, all sorts of things. It's a very uh, rural area, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily like Appalachia. Right. So this part of the state is one of those parts that people don't usually think of. Yeah, there's, okay. may, there's maybe... Uh, on that 10-mile stretch of road, there's a few houses. I would say there's less than maybe 50 to 100 people living okay, on that road. 
just to give everybody kind of like a yeah. mental idea or image yeah. of what we're looking for, at. Yeah, we have like 1,200 people per square foot, so this is obviously very different. Yep. Okay, go ahead. So um, this place, um, it's just a long, windy road pretty much, but when you consider the history of it, there have been a lot of tragedies on this road. Um, the first one I'll mention, because I forgot to mention it earlier when I was going over this, was uh, the ghost cars. The ghost cars are attributed to lots of crashes on this road because people, especially intoxicated teenagers, would speed through the road. And as I mentioned, there's no street lights. It's extremely dark. If you go on the new moon, as the two times I've gone, um, it's pitch, pitch black. And uh, it's certainly easy to crash. And between the two times I went there, I noticed five more markers of, you know, like flowers and tombstones. So people still actively die on this road because it is dangerous, uh, unfortunately. Uh, that's actually why if you go to the end of the road, they have a five-minute red light. Uh, they try to prevent you from going on this road as much as possible because, uh, admittedly, a lot of people like, I guess, me would go there and be like, oh, ghosts, and then crash because they don't know the road. Um, which, as I was saying, I went there right before I took my road test for my license, so I was maybe being a little cocky there. But uh, anyway, but this road is um, has current tragedies such as that. The... One other tragedy that is definitely real was the finding of bodies there uh, from Richard Kuklinski, the Iceman, who was a uh, famous mob hitman who murdered somewhere from, he's claimed up to 300, but he's also one of those people who's claimed to kill Jimmy Hoffa, so we don't know how tr true what he's saying is, but it very well could be around like 30 to 80, 80 to 300 people, considering his long record with the mob. And that was in the 1980s? 1980s, I believe, in the 70s to okay. over a couple decades, um, I think maybe one or two. I think he was. I think it was like 1985 or 86 that he was yeah. pretty much caught, you know, yeah. like in, imprisoned and everything. Yeah. And the last bodies they found were what got him the Supreme of the Iceman, where he started freezing the bodies mm -hmm. to uh, throw off the time of death for right. the coroners. And they were actually found on Clinton Road. The uh, frozen bodies were found by uh, joggers in the area. Um, there's also, um, a few other interesting things about the place that are lo more local legend. Um, one is that every group from witches to Satanists to the Ku Klux Klan meet on the island out in the middle of the reservoir, which I, I don't, I find silly. Uh, when I went there, I did actually once see a campfire there, but it's also a boat launch area. People kayak out there and camp on there. I wouldn't be surprised if local teens just go out there just mm -hmm. to, you know, I'm not going to say everything's ghosts or whatever. Why do you, why do you think? places like this get that reputation of like everything like everything from Satanist to the clan. Like there's a lot going on there. I don't I don't understand. Um, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if some rural areas of New Jersey had the clan. No, they did. Well they probably they yeah. definitely did. Definitely did. Uh, I think in nineteen thirty ish we yeah. had like one out of eleven people in Ocean County were a member of the clan. Twenties and thirties it was it was it was high. Yeah. And I just think that when something gets a reputation for being, for having negative energy, let's just say, that plants a seed in people's minds that you can now associate every negative group with that place. Yeah. Even if the stories are made up. Yeah. For one made-up story that's definitely made up is they claim druids, uh, which is not something I've heard in a very, outside of like fantasy books and movies, but uh, there's a ironwork it was an ironworks but the person who built it I guess built it a little too creepy 
so people assumed it was a Druidic temple and it got abandoned. It, it was very clearly there's a blast furnace. It, it was for iron, but it is kind of a looming structure in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. So people are like, "What is this?" I have seen pictures of it, and when I when I read about this online a while ago, and I, and I read about the, the Druid part, Druid temple part, my mind went to England because I've been there many times, and I've seen actual Druids. They do still exist, yeah. and they do have like rites and ceremonies. They don't go to places like this. Yeah. It's they go to maybe places like Stonehenge or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how many druids there are in New Jersey. I'm not saying that there aren't any, right? Yeah. But in the places that I've seen in real life, where druids tend to have their, their like I said their rites or their they're doing something with maybe the solstice or something, it's not a place like that. Yeah. But and I'm sure like I I know plenty of people who are into pagan like traditions and stuff. Like people around my age, a lot of. Uh, people I know are into that type of thing so I guess maybe it could be called a different thing here mm-hmm. too because I guess Druid's more of just an old you know old world term it is and I think it's people find it as like an all-encompassing term yeah. like they think uh, a priest in a long white robe must be Druid yeah not necessarily it's yeah. really not how that works but that's what people tend to think um, I also think when it comes to paganism and even like witchcraft and things like that you could even apply this to like paranormal research when people go out looking for these things like paranormal experiences or even occult experiences and then they have those experiences yeah. they're so they're, they're so surprised yeah they're so shocked like oh my god I actually heard a voice well you're asking for it what the hell do you want yeah so you're asking for it you believe in it then you hear it and you get excited and yeah. and, and scared yeah I, I don't understand there's, how that works there's but. like a term I forget the exact term it's like uh, some sort of actualization where you think about so much to it where it's like pretty much willing it into existence by mm-hmm. overthinking it or there's t- I, the ter- I know a uh, term a lot of people use now is like manifest but it mm-hmm. kind of you put the seed in your mind and then you look for reaffirmations from your surroundings and then it comes in um, so that's the thing when I went there though I didn't have that view I had the view of I was actually at the time an atheist I was like huh I'll be like the guys on that show I watch we'll just walk around have a good time in a supposedly spooky place pack our bags go back to the hotel mm-hmm. that's it so and I also made sure not to tell my mom the specifics because I uh, I know that's sounds kind of rude to do as a son but uh, I didn't want her to have that same sort of thing I didn't want her I want her to go in blind so if she saw something she saw something mm-hmm. uh, that was my logic at the time but um, some of the other things just to cover let me just cut you off oh, real quick yeah. um, the atheist thing have you has did that experience change that at all it made me more willing to say I don't know okay I'll say that like I'll say that I there's some things that are hard to explain I kind of came from the place of at one point I guess in the Catholic Church, you grow up, especially especially in recent years, obviously, growing up as Catholic, I don't know many people who stay Catholic. Yeah. But um, I've still always identified like kind of Christian teachings, not you know Old Testament Christian teachings, obviously, but you know the general ones that you hear. But I mean, even, I, I'm not trying to to convert anyone, but yeah. if you think about it, whether you believe in Christianity, like Jesus is the Son of God or not, he said some pretty nice things. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I um, what was it? I still view I view it as 
as long as you're doing good, you're doing good. Okay. That's pretty much, I, I at the end of the day, you know, um, what was it, that thing that everyone's been repeating lately, oh, don't, uh, don't talk about what it means to be a better person, just do it. Okay. Yeah. And, and so but you, you experienced something there that made you question yeah. whether there is something bigger than us. It, yeah, it made me quite. It made me realize that I've always had the idea that humans aren't really meant to know everything. Okay. Because you know, um, I got really into like Camus and like some of that absurdist teaching, saying that there are some questions that you can keep asking and it'll just drive you insane. Mm-hmm. And that I, I feel that's very true. But, and also that sometimes if you get answers, you won't understand them. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's plenty of uh, what was it metaphors for that, but you know. Also, I would take I would take a step further. This is kind of off topic, but not really, and we don't care anyway. Um, sometimes people might get answers that they don't like, yeah. so then they cut it all off. Like there's that old saying: "You throw out the baby with the bathwater." Yeah. Like you know, you might search for answers, then you get your answer. You don't like it, so now it's all yeah. out the window. So I think that's I think that's that's just that's yeah. a very interesting thing to say. So getting back to the actual actual Clinton Road, in my research, and again, if people are listening, if you know more about it. Feel free to email me, um, the New, Jer- New Jersey History Podcast. No, yeah, New Jersey History Podcast at gmail.com. But there's not as much concrete information about the history of the place. Yeah. Like with years and dates, there was one where 1988, yeah. a girl was killed in a car accident, like with involving a Camaro or something. Yeah. But a lot of the other things, there's there's not much that's actually documented. Yeah. Similar to my last reading about um, Barry Chapel, which I uploaded yesterday. We know it was there, we know what happened, but there's not much historical document, documentation about the stories that have surfaced around the place. Yes. The uh, only thing that I've ever found to reaffirm with the car crash was just vis- visibly seeing multiple like you know, markings, how you'd see, like, if, for example, uh, outside this college, so someone got hit by a car or there was a car accident, you'd see a cross and it'd be like mm-hmm. a little memorial that they, it's a very tradition. There's quite a few of them on that road, like an abnormal amount. Like you might like, for example, Church Road and near this college. If you go on that road, you'll sometimes see them popping up every now and then. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is a busy road. This is a road in the middle of nowhere with maybe fifty to hundred people living on it, and there's at, at points like a dozen different crosses. Got it. So it's and they're all from different years going far. That back. almost breeds the idea that it has to be haunted. It. Yeah, or at the very least, it's unsafe. Unsafe. Well, definitely unsafe. That, I, I, that's that's undeniable. That's unsafe. Um, you're, if anyone wants to pause and look at uh, Google Maps real quick for and go through uh, uh, Street View, it's uh, it's a nightmare going through Street View. It makes you feel queasy because it's arching over trees, and as it gets darker out, by like mid afternoon, it's almost like it's seven p.m. here. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so. What exactly did you experience when you went? Walk us through one of your experiences there. So I know you shared with me privately, but yeah. do what you can with that one. So the first time I went there, I was 16, coming on 17. Um, New Jersey, you get 17, you get your license, and I had a road test on my birthday, and it was on a Monday. So for the weekend before, I was, my mom wanted to do something for me, and you know, I or I purchased my car and had, I did all that myself so she was like well what do you want for your birthday I'm like uh, just you know I guess I'll go on a trip or something like a light a small trip and she was like uh, where do you want to go I'm like uh, Clinton Road because I was like huh, I'll get 
be able to drive out there, get some experience driving, extra experience before the road test, and I don't know, have a nice little vacation up in, you know, there's like a little uh, spa resort thing there that you can get for like one night for a good deal. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Um, we went there during the day, and it was around like 3 p.m. when we arrived. Um, I opted to not take the parkway because I wanted to get as much driving in as possible, which I wouldn't do today, but back then gas was a little cheaper. Mm. Um, when we got up there, uh, I actually drove it about four times during the day. I drove it, back, actually, no, five during the day because I would have had to go back. I actually, driving up into New York, it actually spits you out in, I think, I don't want to say Warwick, that doesn't sound right, but it starts with a W in New York, I think. But um, it spits you out up there. It might be Warwick, actually. But um, I went back and forth the first few times. We parked, uh, we walked across Castle. I took some pictures there. It was a very, it's built normal at, uh, during the day. That's the interesting thing. Like, you walked around, and knowing the history inside, I was like, this is not what I read. Is this the castle? The castle. There. This was during the day, though. So when I went to the castle during the day, it uh, it seemed normal, and you know you hear animals, everything's fine. It's uh, it was very normal when I went there during the day. So I was very disarmed when I went there later. I what is the castle? So some guy, uh, f as far as what I read, it sounds like some hermit built a castle out there for his family um, until it burnt down. Early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. yeah, and uh, after I believe. You know, after a while, people started using it. Teenagers started to go up there drinking, partying, doing whatever. The foundation's still there. The foundation's still there, yes. Um, and it's considered an attractive nuisance. A lot of the Clinton Road itself is considered an attractive nuisance. I'm an attractive nuisance. So <laughs> that, that's what I've been told. I'm an attractive nuisance. But, um, yeah, um, pretty much people would party there. And there's been some people who have questioned it because, you know, what people people do when they're partying, but people have started getting random bruises and seizures while they were at the foundation. Uh, there was, they said it wasn't explained, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were drugs involved, but if there was a pattern of it at right. the same time, that could either be a drug, drug epidemic or, I don't know, a ghost. Probably so, one or the other. But during the day at the ruins of this castle, it was normal. It quiet. Was, it was quiet. It, it kind of just felt like a it, it felt, I don't want to say somber, but it just kind of felt like a normal place. Got it. Okay. It was very, it was very normal. Okay. I, it was, it was almost like, so you can walk down the trail and you can get to the reservoir uh, uh, from Newark, and you just walk there and it's it's normal during the day at least. And what about at night? At night, this was that same night when I came back from. Uh, the hotel because my mom and I drove it five times and we're like okay well that's 50 miles I just drove a bunch of roads so I was like go back maybe we'll come back at night see if it's different walk around a bit um when we went back at night we there's this little boat launch area and you're uh, it's a little bit past Desmond's curve you can still see Desmond's curve from it um and you can also walk there from it because I, I found that out my second time but uh it's my first time so when we got there it's a nice little area. There's uh, you know a few benches. You can launch your kayak out, um, and there's these two fences. And I guess the best way to describe it is a that sort of shape where the boat launch is here. Mm -hmm. okay. And we came down this way from New York and parked in the boat launch area. And we started walking, 
And as we started walking towards the exit of the boat launch, my mother just turns around and starts crying. And I didn't know what that she saw because I looked around and I didn't see anything. And when I went to her, I'm like, Mom, what's wrong? And she wasn't speaking. So I took her back to the car. And when she got into the car, she said she saw a little boy there. And the fact that I didn't tell her about the stories, there's um, the first story that I guess I could say I experienced was that, or she guess she did, was the ghost boy. There's, by that bridge, um, there's allegedly a boy who, there's stories different depending on who you ask or where you read it, but a boy fell into the water there and drowned. Um, this was roughly where my mom saw the kid she said she saw, so I was kind of off put by that because I didn't tell her. That makes sense, and, and you, you, your reasoning is understandable. You, you wanted to see what she would, would experience. Um, not uncommon, meaning that with regard to the boy drowning, where I live across the street, there's the river and there's docks where people put their boats. And about 50 years ago, a boy was at his own birthday party at his grandparents' house, went out on the dock and drowned. Well, that's upsetting. So, it, so my point in saying that is that's not uncommon. Sad, but it's not like yeah. that's not as unheard of as it being a place where Satanists sacrifice goats yeah. or something like that. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, and it certainly did happen in New Jersey. But at that place where there's water and there's a boat launch, it's, it would not be unheard of yeah. for something like that to happen. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. And, yeah, so it was, it was interesting because I was trying to convince her to just, you know, coming out of the car, we just got here. Like, we were just about to start walking and got scared. <laughs> I was a bit annoyed, so I actually went outside the car I started doing all the stupid stuff to try to like calm her down. I was like dancing and doing stupid stuff, singing, like being the dumb teenager in a horror movie kind of. Yeah. But uh, I was trying to get her to come out, but she started saying her chest hurt, and I took that seriously. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna torment my mother. And I started the car, and I started to go, and the road's like this. And as I was pulling out, doing the K turn or reverse and getting out, I checked my rear view, and I didn't see any lights or anything, and it's. As I said, it's hard to see anything here because it's pitch black, it's a new moon, so it's dark. I didn't see the cars that were going maybe, because as soon as I pulled out, it almost felt like as soon as I pulled out, these two cars got on me. Um, one was a truck and one was more of like a muscle car. Yeah. Um, it had a loud engine. Um, I couldn't see it because they were high beaming me and that was really blinding me, especially because you know my, my eyes aren't adjusted. I actually even had a GoPro and I was trying to hand it to my mom to be like, can you record what's going on? And she, she's catatonic, so I'm not gonna keep asking her. Um, so when, she, when I was like, okay, well, I guess I just have to keep driving. These people were going 35 on this road. This road, you cannot do that on. That, it, it's suicide. So they could, do you think they could have been locals? I at first was like, oh, I guess the locals are pissed off that another stupid teenager is on the road. That's what I thought. But I don't know what I could have done to piss them off to where they almost murdered me. Because they started to, the car behind the pickup truck would go into the oncoming lane, which you can't do on this road. It's very illegal. Get up to like between the truck and me and then start to merge. And, Got it. And I would have to speed up to maybe go like 45, 50-ish so they wouldn't clip me in the back and I wouldn't lose control. And well, I'm going to fast forward. When did you lose them? 
at the very end, there's uh, I forget the name of the road. It's a road at the very end. If you turn right, it's actually uh, there's these two. Ro uh, I think it's just one road, but it's like a residential road on the right hand side going towards that five minute red light. And I was watching the light turn red, and as I turned right, going maybe 45, almost taking out someone's mailbox. Um, uh, I was kind of, I, was, I collected myself and I pulled out expecting, you know, I talked to my mom, she was pissed at me because now we're on the south side and we had to drive back up the road to go back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. But um, when we turned out, they weren't at that red light, meaning they went right into traffic or they went, you know, they blew it and they just didn't wreck somehow, right. uh, which... I would have expected to hear beeping too, like they. Right. Uh, you know, I, there's so many things about it that just didn't really make sense to so me. So now you're now you're talking now you're going into that yeah. legend part, like like you, you experience what people have said yeah. they experienced. What about your second time? So the second time was actually. Uh, Take a drink. Yeah. No. I was thinking. No, I actually know exactly when it was because uh, Halloween on 2020. Um, and for context, I always like to say this part because it kind of makes it funny. It's my friends that uh, Halloween dresses Union soldiers like Lion Infantry, so we're all dressed like Union soldiers doing this. Um, my one friend is actually a Satanist, so I actually really want him to come because, you know, Mr. Tough Guy, come on, let's go. You know, if anything, you'll find your people here. I don't know. I was joking with him. Yeah. But uh, uh, he came and my friend... Realistically, his people are in Congress. Just kidding. Nah, nah, he's not... <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, he um, uh, he came and my other friend came who um, he's, I, I don't want to say his beliefs because I don't think he has any really, uh, real, but he came with me too. I think he's an atheist because he just never went to church as a kid. But um, they both came with me because they were curious because I've told that story to them before and they were like, oh, it's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well... I'll take you guys, and you can be just as disrespectful as I was towards whatever's there, if there is something there, and we can see if something happens. Um, I got a little annoyed because on, by November, it was like 3 o'clock on November 31st at this point, when we got there, it was after a party, um, my one friend refused to leave the car to Satanist, and I was asking, why aren't you leaving? He's like, this place doesn't make me feel comfortable. I'm like, well, what does it make people comfortable? And he gave me so many excuses, like, oh, there's a serial killer who dumped bodies here. I'm like, well, yeah, he's dead. Like, you got lethal injected, and fine. you're fine. But uh, anyway, he stayed in the car. We went to where the entrance to Cross Castle was. Um, we also went to uh, the boat launch just to show him around. I showed him that man's curve, and I said, like, there's, this is why this road's not recommended to be traveled on. I gave him the pretty much the basic rundown. We had a little tour in my car and then we parked at the boat launch, or not the boat launch, uh, the trailhead. And my friend who came with me, the non-Satanist, uh, he, we both had, a, what was it, like Darcel flashlights and we were walking out. And the one thing that was different from the last time I was there is I couldn't hear any animals. And I know it's pitch black in the middle of the winter, but at the same time, like I've gone camping plenty of times. I've done the Klondike for Boy Scouts. There's always animals, something out there on the night. Like you'll hear like something chirping, or you'll hear something rustling around. You always hear some animal moving, but it, it was quiet, so it was weird. And I couldn't even hear the water, which I could hear last time, like the reservoir is right there. So when I was walking with my friend, we were just commenting about how eerie it was that we can only hear our footsteps, and we get to the castle, and 
I think I saw it looked like Coyote. I thought at the time, but when I focused and I kept like flashing my flashlight, it was gone, which kind of made me feel a little unnerved. But as I kept walking, I just kept getting a bad feeling going towards that. Castle. And you you did show me videos of this. Yeah, and my, it's uh, that was just going in. Um, when we got towards the castle, it made me feel a little bit unnerved, and I also told my friend because I. Uh, what was it? Like, yeah, this is the castle where people have seizures at, blah, blah, blah. I probably should remember this, but I guess uh, my our rationale for turning around was my friend actually used to have seizures. And I was like, if this place triggers seizures for some crazy reason, maybe I shouldn't be bringing the person who has seizures to this castle. So you realize that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, as we're getting there, and we both had that not-so-good feeling about being there. Mm-hmm. So we turned around, and... We just kept running. Like we just started jogging because you know, walking. Because when you turn your back to the darkness and then you just hear your feet crunching leaves and that's all you hear, it's just kind of not a good feeling. Because I guess there might be something primitive to that. Because I've always heard like, oh, if you hear stuff, if you don't hear anything, that means that there's a predator nearby. Very easily, I could have been a predator. It's kind of like when they say, um, "Don't be afraid of the barking dog. Be afraid of the dog that's staring at you, not barking." It's kind of like that. Yeah. So I guess, like, we both started, like, without speaking, we kind of just started running. Mm-hmm. Like, towards the end of it, we were jumping over rocks and whatnot. But the thing that was weird, and I, I my friend said this, too. He, does, he wants to go back because he wants to figure this out. When we started running, we heard a pair of footsteps sprinting to our left. Um, and... Yeah, that was weird, because it sounded, because I know how, what it sounds like when you spook a deer and a deer, you know, gallops off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't, it's not like this distinct bipedal running of, it sounding like some guy's running up right behind you, they punch you in the head. Right. I know what the sound you're talking about. Yeah. When you're in the woods, especially if you go hunting or something like that, or even camping, you know what a deer sounds like, yeah. as opposed to human. Yeah. The only thing I could think of it but even then it's bears but even then though I don't think a bear would sound like that no and, and I think bears once they start running they go on all fours yeah like at first it, like if it sounded like that if it didn't sound like sprinting crescendoing like they're gaining speed on the left that's what it sounded like it sounded like crescendoing like they're starting to catch up almost got it okay. and it was right towards the end and uh, yeah we, we jumped into the car and my friend's sitting there he's playing on his DS playing games like oh yeah I was waiting for you guys to get back and yeah it was we were kind of annoyed because he wasn't there and it was like you're the Satanist too we could have fed him to you I don't know, <laughs> I don't know but so what's your takeaway from the from both of your, um, your experiences there at Clinton Road one thing uh, one thing I did definitely would take away from that is uh, you know be humble about places you visit and uh you know, respect the locals definitely because I feel like by doing what I was doing, I was kind of disrespecting the locals. Okay. And I also think that because like you can go on YouTube and you'll find plenty of videos of oh the ghost trucks, and you can so clearly tell some YouTuber rented out a U-Haul and is like has his friend in the U-Haul behind him with like the high beams on. And he's like oh, and it's you know, like eleven-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely people who live there. There's people who do believe the lore of it or the urban legends and the town lore there mm-hmm. and they do take you know their area seriously it's it's it is kind of a secluded small town mm-hmm. so 
And there are things, it seems, that can't be explained. Yeah. So, yeah, we like, talked about that before. Yeah, like, uh, for example, people said that they were finding animals for years because of the jungle habitat, and it's very easy that they, you know, some teenage zookeeper or whoever they hired up there, if it's a national park situation where they don't have qualified people, a few animals get out of, oh well. Um, in case people don't know, jungle habitat was, what was it? Um, it was like, I think it was just kind of like, a uh, zoo. It was kind of like a zoo. I'm going. I'll do an episode about that at some point. It's. It's. I keep that list. I think I've told people about that. That I have a list of things that people suggest to me that I come across. Jungle Habitat was like a theme park type thing. I think Warner Brothers owned it. Closed in 1976, and it had animals. And the the uh, the idea or the belief is that when it closed, they didn't remove. They didn't move all the animals. They just yeah. let them go out in the wild. Considering it was the 70s, I don't know how much animal rights were a big thing right. back then. So, it, Especially not, I mean, domestic animals, yes, but yeah. certainly not like elephants. Yeah. I'm not saying there are ele- it's elephants in the woods in, up in yeah. West Milford, but yeah, there, there's the, th- the theory or the thought, belief that when jungle habitat closed, they didn't move the animals to a zoo or places yeah. like that. Yeah, it's... So I'm sure, cause like, if there were, like, you know, like, say they had a gray wolf cub and it got out, I'm sure if someone saw a wolf, like, there's that's totally possible. But yeah, by now it'd be dead. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, uh, and then because if you look at the urban literature, it's like, well, now they're crossbreeding and making hellhounds, and that's where you get into like the hillbilly roar kind of. Part right. Of it. That's yeah. That that's that's where you kind of lose me. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, I don't believe that part. I I, I like I said, I don't even really. I don't believe most of it, but I will say that there's something to the place that's worth res- respecting. Yes, and I think, I'm not going to say that I'm a world traveler, but before the COVID stuff, I used to go to England quite frequently, England, Scotland, and Wales. And we have old places in America, but they have really old places there, and other parts of the world have been older places. My point is this. When you go into certain places, there's just a feeling of awe. Like a sense of, um, like you said, to use your word, you need to respect this place. Just because of whatever reason you're feeling something, for me it was the amount of people who went through this place over the thousands of years. That can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be in the United States, in England or Egypt. If you go to a place that's old or even that doesn't have stories or, or lore attached to it, think of cemeteries. You have people who you know they're buried there you need to respect that, not yes. only from a religious perspective, but just for the for, just because of the fact that they were there, and there could be something going on that you're not aware of, yes. especially if other people claim to have seen things. I'm not going to say that I believe in otherworldly things like ghosts and monsters in the woods, but I will say we talked about this before. For a very short time. I did some work with a paranormal investigation group, really good group here in New Jersey, and I think I went on three um, investigations with them, maybe four. On the one, I was in the kitchen of this house that was having problems, and everybody else was in the next room, and I heard nothing. I had my recorder out. I heard nothing. When I went back the next day and reviewed my recording, which is what you're supposed to do, there was a distinct whisper that said, and I'm quoting, he's a Mason. Now, right, Freemason, here's my point. 
if you were someone in that room, you could obviously see it say that because I've got the ring on my finger, right? There was no one in the room. And the whisper came from like off somewhere, like out somewhere. It was not like in my ear. I didn't hear it in the room at that time until I replayed that. The reason I'm telling that quick story is because even though I'm still skeptical about things like this, going back to the respect thing, you have to think about the idea that this, there may be some truth to something in this. And even if you go from, you talked before about formerly being an atheist, from a religious perspective, whether you're Christian or Jew, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, if you look at the Bible, for instance, there are spirits and ghosts referenced in the Bible, whether it's the Old Testament or New Testament. So people can't even say, well, it's, it's not Christian to believe in ghosts. I don't know. They, they, there are ghosts mentioned, and so I guess people must have believed in them. I think, I think the purpose of, like, for a lot of people is you don't want to turn them into the idols. I think that's, oh, of course. that's more the point of, like, not believing in it. Looking, just, looking at it from that perspective, yeah. yeah like that, not believing as in not idolizing it. Mm -hmm. you, you could say, oh, it exists in this context for my doctrine, but you could also say, like, okay, well, it's not my idol. It's just something that exists within the doctrine. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the, what was it? Uh, like angels being like uh, the biblical interpretations of angels being how they're like I don't know if you've ever seen like the version but like versus art yes yeah, the, are... the, it's the same thing I, this is a whole different topic for a whole different podcast probably but even the uh, artistic depictions of Jesus looks nothing like what he probably really looked like again yeah. not the same thing but angels are depicted in in artwork as like an angelic, we even have a word for an angelic being, but there's this school of thought that they really don't look like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's like a specific scripture referencing the one, like the one that looks like a different rings rotating with the eyes or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, is, it honestly sounds like an astro. Like, well, it, it does. It, it, some of them are very interesting. Um, they, they sound like some uh, something you buy at like craft show, like some like you know out there thinker was like or artist. Some of them are interesting. I think a lot, it's funny you say that, I think a lot of religion sounds like an acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> Looking well, at some of it. Wasn't the, uh, there was, uh, what was it, the one theory that the common, the burning bush, that it was, there's a common bush in the area that has DMT that is released when burned. And the big thing about DMT is that everyone who takes it has, not everyone, but there's a common thing with, um, I've never done it, but people say that there's a commonality with talking to aliens or God. Really? Uh, yeah, like there's this, I forgot what it was, but there was, um, it's like called like the, they call them elves because they look like elves or something, but they tell them everything's okay, like it's going to be fine. And they actually did research that shows DMT is also where it's released when you die. Like DMP? DMT. DMT. Yeah. I'm sure if like, uh, what was it, Joe Rogan loves to talk about all that stuff, but uh, I don't know, listen to his podcast, but I Is it bad that I've never listened to his podcast? I, I, I don't not, even know what he looks like. You're not missing, I mean... He has some interesting people on. Like he has, he had like uh, what was it? He had Edward Snowden on. He had like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He has all, a lot of cool guests. Um, but you know, the appeal of it is he doesn't really know too much, and he invites people on who know a lot more than him, and he just kind of sits there and talks to them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, some people don't like that because he could look a little, you know, uninformed. Mm -hmm. But he even admits to that, too, though. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, again, I don't know much about it, but I, I, I like, I think sometimes, I'm not even talking about podcasts now, but I think in, in 
today's society in general, people tend to surround themselves with people who agree with them and who, who they, whom they know as much you know, about the same things. So to, specific, to purposely surround yourself with people who know more than you, on the surface, I like that. But I, again, I would need to look more into that. But yeah, it's, it's interesting that, that uh, another person's talking about that. I, I never heard about that theory. Yeah. I did hear about, again, this is off topic, but the burning bush, there is that theory that there's a natural gas that appears in that part of the world that could have set the bush on fire. Um, but that, I talk about this in my Western Civ One class. We talk about the, like, the uh, biblical times, like the Hebrews and, and people like that. You could explain the flood. You could explain Moses parting the Red Sea. You could explain all those things, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't divine intervention in making those things happen at that time. So it's just, it's just you could take all these things so many different ways. So get, tying that into the Clinton Road we're talking about, you talked about bringing a Satanist there. Right? Somebody could go there as a practicing Christian and experience the same thing but apply it totally different. Yeah. Totally different ways. I find it interesting how they weren't even willing to experience it because they wanted to sit in the car the entire time. And actually, I, I remember they had to use the bathroom and they didn't want to get out. I think I did convince them to go out at one point, but they were like, it, it was also about, it was November, so it was almost like 30 something degrees. Yeah. We were all layered up though. We were in those big wool jackets, right? You know, human clothing. It's, Reality scares people. Yeah. Reality is something really does, I think, often scare people. So is there anything you wanted to add as we end? So we're going on like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, one thing I would add is just um, whenever it comes to these places, there usually is tragedy behind why they're well-known for being you know, haunted or uh, poultry, there's a poultry guys, whatever people want to call it. But um, just respect those reasons. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you're going to say, because the, the way I'll view it is like, I went on a Boy Scout trip a few years ago and went to Gettysburg and we did a little bit of ghost hunting at Gettysburg. And while we were doing it, I mean, I, I found the novelty of it because, you know, big battle, people died, ghosts were always allegedly here. One of the troop leaders says that he had, uh, experienced it one time with a, uh, some kid. But uh, when I was there, I was looking at these kids doing it and they were disrespectful. Sometimes they're, I get they're younger, but, and they've done other things too that day that have got me a little upset, but, like, playing on monuments. Yeah. But, uh, they, the way they were talking about it, it's like, any shot people here? And I'm like, kind of saying, they're like, I mean, even if you're not religious, this is hollow ground. Yes, yes. So it's like, always take these things seriously, not as in, you know, oh, there's ghosts there, and, you know, urinate yourself, but, Go in with a somber tone, like almost as if you're going to a funeral, because a lot of these places are, you know, hollow ground for one reason or another. I like what you said, and I'll, I'll end with this. There's a group on YouTube who go and, and they go to these haunted places. I don't I've watched the videos, but I don't know their names, nor would I say them. And if, if anyone listening knows who I'm talking about, that's fine. I'm not judging them as people, but their behaviors and the language they use, the F and the, like, it's just so, it's just, I couldn't watch a whole episode because it was just so off-putting. Like, you're in a cemetery and you're talking like that? I really wanted to slap them. But of course, I would never actually just slap some random stranger. Don't slap, slap anybody. But 
yeah, the respect thing, I'm very big on that, whether it's in person or whether we're dealing with the dead or, or the living, I don't know. But So if you like this episode, that's great. If you didn't, you're allowed to not like it. I don't care. Kevin doesn't care. However, feel free to email me with any suggestions. I always ask for like sound quality suggestions. I am getting something to put over this to make it sound a little bit different. One of my other students told me to do that. Um, if you hear tapping, that's because I can't sit still, so I'm not going to sit here with my hands folded the entire time. And bracelet, yeah. like we're, we're not we're not doing that. Um, also, if you have any suggestions about future episodes, please let me know. New Jersey History Podcast at gmail.com. Would you come back? Sure. I mean, I live in a different campus, but I'm back in the summer. There you go. Summertime, maybe on break. So you're good. So you're wearing your shirt today? Oh, yeah. Um, fraternity. You like it? Fraternity shirt. All right. I was in a fraternity as well. I'm not going to tell you which one. I will tell you afterwards. But we got kicked off campus. But now they're back on campus, so that's okay. All right. So email me if you have any questions. And also, if you want another episode on... Clinton Road. Maybe you know something. Maybe you were there just like Kevin was there twice. Can you hit that button? Oh, absolutely.